0: This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Well, thank you. Oh, and a drumbeat as so, I go. Uh, there's lovely, there's lovely. Are you all okay? Now, you all had a good Christmas, yes. Yes? Yes? Are your clothes still fitting? Mine are a bit snug, I'll be honest. So maybe that diet is isn't a bad idea. No, I have a a resolution. It is, I was fabulous last year, going to be fabulous this year. Come on. Who's with me? Who's with me? Let's do it, let's do it. Right, do you know what? And I'm remembering this, this, look, stopwatch so I don't witter, glasses so I can see, notes so I don't go off-road. It's all good. What a way to start. Now, this is the final address of 2018. Well, I was hoping for a little bit of a, oh, but it means we go into 2019. Yay. Oh, you're you're a rubbish panto crowd. And frankly, you should be ashamed of yourselves. But I'll, you know, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. But here we go. So we take all of our dreams. We all have dreams. We all have hopes. We all have desires. Maybe none of us want to actually own up to the fact that we're making resolutions. What's another word for resolution? Dream, desire, intention, promise. A promise to myself. A promise to someone else. We all have those things. We all make them to ourselves. And we all always try and fulfill them. The point is this. If there was something in 2018 that didn't work out the way you intended, can I just urge you today to leave it in 2018? right because when we move into 2019 what god wants is for you to move into that year with him in power with intention with equipment and empowerment from the most high god to not just realize your own dreams but to realize the desires of his heart for you Amen. So when we move into 2019, our resolution, if we make one, yeah, it can be actually my body's a temple and I'm going to look after it better. Actually, my mind is, a, is given over to God and I'm going to look after that better. Actually, my friends are a gift from God. My church is family you know, that I choose actually and God has chosen for me and I'm going to look after them as well. So as we move into 2019, it's with an intentionality. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm just going to make it one. Okay, here we go. 2019, create vocabulary. Come on, let's do it. So we move in with an intention and a purpose and a drive that is given from the Most High God. Amen. Echoing the words from Mary in Luke 1, which was, She believed that everything the Lord said to her would be accomplished. Amen, because he's a God who keeps his promises, isn't he? The promises he made to you 20 years ago are still the promises he made to you. He's unchanged and unchanging. He's unchangeable according to what we do. He is God most high. Amen. Amen. So those dreams in your heart, those desires in your heart, those promises that God whispered to you in the dead of night when nobody else was around, those are still real. Yes. And God is a God who is faithful. So we walk out 2019 not in our own confidence and security, but knowing we are loved by God. Amen. Are you encouraged? Good, because 2019 is going to be a great year for you. How do I know? I don't. I don't. But what I know is is if you stick with God on his path, it will be a great year for you. There will be trials. There will be turmoils. There will be ups. There will be downs. There will be obstacles. There will be open doors. But if we stick with God, it will be a great year. Yes? Changes will come. Embrace the change. Embrace the changes that come. Change is great change is great it's uncomfortable and it hurts a bit but if it's god's change it's a good change yes yes you're very quiet and it's annoying me now what i want is oh hang on i was gonna say close your eyes to pray while i pull my trousers up but i just did it in front of you i told you they were snug if this button goes we're all living in a world of pain right okay now The verse for today, should you wish to flick through your Bibles with me, we're going to go to Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Whatever translation you've got, enjoy it. I choose the NIV or any others, but they're equally good. And Lee, have we got it? Marvellous. It's one verse today. There are other things coming in, but this is the verse for us today. I really feel that, you know, as we're moving in, leave 2018 behind, bring on 2019, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. You with me? These are the words of Jesus. This is the Sermon on the Mount where he gave so much instruction and direction for us, didn't he? On all kinds of things, on dealing with people, on dealing with ourselves, on dealing with our nature, on dealing with our finances, on dealing with our relationships. And here, He, what he's saying is, is if you want to find me, you can find me. So point number one, what we're going to go through is this. What is the way? Okay, so I've only got four points this morning. Two of them are about the path, and two of them are about how to stay on the path. Is that okay? Okay, so point one is, narrow doesn't mean difficult. When we read that scripture, we mean, oh my gosh, does this mean that there's a load of rules and regulations that I've got to follow to to, to love Jesus? Is there just loads of stuff that I've got to do? Is he hidden away somewhere? Is it like the crystal maze and my life is just going to be one, you know, really difficult, you know, quiz after another until I find Jesus? No, it's narrow because there's only one way. Yeah? So this is your point to take away today. Point number one, the narrow way isn't narrow because it's difficult. It's narrow because there's only one way, and that way is Jesus Christ. So if you want to get to the promises of God, if you want to find God eternal, and he is seeking you with all his heart because he knows the plans he has for you, and if you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. Amen? But the only way to seek God is through Jesus Christ. So the narrow way is only narrow because there's only one way. It isn't narrow in that it squeezes us on every side. It isn't narrow because it's difficult. It's narrow because there is no other option to get to God. There are not multiple ways to God. There are not loads of negotiable choices along the way. There is only one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. And if you want God, then do it through Jesus. You can't have God without Jesus. He sent his only son to die for us. We just sung it, didn't we? Jesus Christ, our living hope. You might be thinking, yeah, Andrew, I'm a Christian, I know all this stuff, but you know what? Leaving 2018 behind, going into 2019, let's have a fresh revelation of Jesus in our lives. Let's have a fresh revelation of what he did. The fact that the only one who could save our souls was the one who was never created. Jesus Christ was and is and is to come. Amen. And he is the only one who could save us. The only one worthy thee to stand before the father and say if you want me to do it I'll do it he is the only begotten son of the most high God he is the only one who is the morning star he is the father's glory made flesh before us why to save your soul so we can stand before God as a coheir with Christ without spot or blemish and God says oh my child I love you how did you get you through Jesus Christ my savior you with me You see, the only way into 2019, if you want to prosper, if you want to succeed, if you want to be happy, and I know those are glib terms, those are terms the world will trot out like this to you. Oh, I want to be happy. Do you know what? I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Make Jesus your goal for 2019. Yes? Your resolution? Jesus Christ Almighty. The only one who could save us is the narrow way. Don't look for other ways along the way. Jesus is the way. Now, did you all know that? So I'm not telling you anything you didn't know. So let's do that then. Yes? Tick, here we go, point two. Okay. Number two. Straying but a little from the path is still straying. Yeah? Now I have a picture. I know I don't often use props to illuminate my points because it goes horribly wrong. But we're going to go, we're going off road, everyone. Buckle up, nurse, the screens. We go, ha ha. Now, look at that. James is going to be laughing. Look at that picture. I took that. I took that. It's amazing, isn't it? Everyone's going, what are you showing us? What the blue blazes are you showing us? Ha ha. All will be revealed. This is where I walk my dog. There was a photograph with Pippa, the most needy dog in Wales in it, but she was spoiling my point, so I eradicated her. Now, this is where we walk. This is a public footpath. This is just in the Bryn slash It's a beautiful part of the world. It never rains in Llanelli. You should know that, okay? So here we are. Now, can you see the footpath? Can you see it? How can you see it? Because people have trammelled along it, can't you? You can see it? It's quite clear. Go in there. Now I was walking along that and I got halfway and I thought this isn't right. And I got to the top because there's a gate and I looked back and I knew I was right. So I walked back down and took a picture. You see that there, you think that's the path don't you? Don't you? You think that's the path. It's not. That's the path. That's the path. The path curves round. The path is broader. It was too close to the edge. And I thought, this isn't right. It's not the path. But people have missed the path and just walked through the mud so other people have followed. The path is there, but they've strayed off the path. Do you see the point I'm making? That's the path. That's not the path. You stray but a little off the path. You're off the path. Are you with me? You see, false ideologies will tell us it's okay to go the way everybody else is going. As long as they're going that way and I'm following, I must be in the right too. But sometimes the still, small voice of God tells you, that's not the path you should be on. This is the path you should be on. And those things that pull us off the path are the things that seem right. Okay? They seem right. So the things that will take us away from God are the things that seem like God but aren't God, e.g. forgiveness. When we say, do you know what? We need to forgive. Oh, but it's a bit more complicated than that. Now, if you forgive and forgive completely, you're on Christ's path. The second you say, yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that, and you withhold forgiveness from someone, and it might seem right. Something awful might have been done to you by someone, and you think, actually, actually, yeah, I don't know if I'd forgive them. But you know what? If we're in a state of unforgiveness, what have we just said Jesus Christ died to do for us? Who am I to decide that you don't get forgiveness when Christ thinks I was worthy of it? So if I withhold that forgiveness, the second I do that, I go off the right path and on to the wrong one. And people will say, but you're absolutely justified in not forgiving them. They have been absolutely beastly to you. You are quite right. You shouldn't do that. But you know what? You stop walking Christ's path and you start walking your own. And you've strayed, but a little, but you have strayed. And if you're not on Jesus' path, listen now. If you're not on Jesus' path, you're not with Jesus. If you aren't on Jesus' path, you are not with Jesus. Jesus is looking, going, can't do anything here, babe. Can't do anything. Because you are putting yourself in the place of God and withholding forgiveness when we withhold love when we withhold kindness when we run with a crowd we shouldn't be running with doing stuff we know we shouldn't be doing that's straying and just because everybody else is walking that path and they seem to be doing all right doesn't make it the path friends churches can be an error churches can be an error Whole congregations can be in error because the leadership of a church decides this is the way we go. If you ever go to any church and they replace the name of Jesus with any other word, run for the hills. Run for the hills. There is only one way to God and that is Jesus Christ. Church is not the way to God. Hear me now. Church is great and I love you. But church is not the way to God. Jesus is the way to God. Church doesn't forgive me. Jesus forgives me. Do you understand? So look, I know this is a terrific shot and it'll probably go in the National Geographic. I've no doubt about it. I mean, it's, 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 it's heart-rending, isn't it? The beauty of this scene. But you know, that there, it's muddy and it's been trampled underfoot by cows and by people who thought it was the path. But it isn't the path. The path goes round. It's longer and it's more difficult. But it's the right path stay on the right path let me tell you back in the book of exodus when moses was with the people carrie spoke on this a couple of years ago if that's still on podcast you need to get that in your life about the golden calf when moses went away to be with god and get the ten commandments written on stone he went away to be with god people right he left the israelites to go to god he didn't pop to aldi's right? He wasn't saying, I'll get the supplies in, just look after them, will you? He was with God. And what happens? What happens? The second he's gone, the people it. pipping. Oh, that Moses, he's only gone and gone, hasn't he? That Moses is gone. What should we do? We need something to worship. What about God? No, let's have something else. I know, let's make a God. You see, Australian can be individual or collective. So what happens? And carries me made this brilliant point. To make that golden calf, An image, a craven image that was not of God. We are told in the Bible not to worship anything other than God. We're not told to, we're told, do not worship images, aren't we? We are. Everybody had to bring their bits to make the calf. Everybody had to bring their earrings and their bangles and their necklaces and their watches. I don't know, their gold fillings, I don't know. Everything, they had to bring everything But everybody had to be complicit in making that golden calf. If we don't challenge each other about what's right and what's wrong, we make a golden calf. If I don't love you enough to have a difficult conversation with you, I don't love you. If I don't love you enough to abide with you through your troubles, I don't love you. If I don't love you enough to be with you through good and bad, then I don't love you. You see, Matthew Henry says, if you have no love for the people of God, you have no love for God. That's what Matthew Henry says. So when I am taking off my earrings to make a little golden car for us all to worship, then I don't love you. I am committed to being part of a church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ at all costs. If you like it, terrific. If you don't, I love you. But you know what? We're not stopping. You want an easy gospel? This isn't the church for you. You want to hear things that satisfy your ears? Oh gosh, you're all so lovely and lovely, and you don't have to, you don't have to forgive, and you can live your life any way you want, and there's no comebacks on you. Then this is not the church for you, because we preach the gospel of Christ Jesus, and that means transformed lives. Yeah. It means transformed lives. You don't know how to transform your life? Then you know what? With the power of God behind us and a heart full of love, let's teach each other. Yeah. Yes, but what I will not allow you to do is walk on that path when I'm here and I can see you doing it. Do you understand that I love you enough to go, you're on the wrong one, you're on the wrong one. I know it's easier and that this one might seem harder but actually there's freedom on this path and you're walking into shackles right there. So we stick with each other. And when I see you taking off your earrings to make a little golden calf with somebody else, I'll say, do you know what, that's not right. Stop that gossiping, stop that whispering. Stop that ganging up. Stop that click. I hate clicks. hate clicks. No room for clicks in church. I hate it. We are all one. We are all one family and we all stick together. We check each other's language. Was that a bit racist? You need to watch that. Was that a bit sexist? That's, That's not okay. You need to watch that. Why? Because we love each other. We love each other. Yes. Feeling uplifted? Yay. Okay. But this is why our attitude should be like another bunch of Old Testament people. Shadrach, and Abednego. You with me? Come on. Hey, we're going old school today. I tell you, Moses, Daniel, let's have it all. Listen, those boys, okay, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, built a 90-foot high statue of himself. Now, that's ego right there, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? I'm thinking, Andrea, if you had the opportunity, would you do it? Yes, <laughs> and most of us would, wouldn't we? Look at me, I'm so lush, worship me. But you know what, these boys said, actually, and what, what, what the king said, across the country, when you hear this music, you stop what you're doing, you fall down, and you worship this image of me. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that is, that is big time megalomania. Okay? And these three boys, these three Hebrew boys said, "Uh, actually, no. And he's like, say what (laughs) now? Now I'm a bit grumpy because I'm the king. And I've said you have to stop everything and worship me. And they're like, no, we're not. So what they do is they light a furnace. And they say, we're going to throw you in there because you will not worship me. And do you know what these boys say? I love this so much. They say, do you know what? Throw us in there by all means. You see, we believe... That our God can rescue us. But even if he doesn't. We will not bow down and worship and praise you. You see we're on this path. This easy path waiting for God to act. Waiting for our blessing to appear. And you know what? When it doesn't we stop walking. But on this path. The right path you say. Even if I see your blessing in my life. Great. But if I don't. I won't stop worshipping you. I won't stop. Even if I never, ever, ever get another second of blessing in my life, I won't stop worshipping him. But you know what? I am blessed because I'm his. If I'm looking for material blessings, I'll always be shortchanged. If I'm looking for you to affirm me, I'll always be shortchanged because as mar- marvellous as you are, you're not good enough. You're not with me 24-7 whispering good things in my ear, are you? You should be. You know. <laughs> But that's what we want, isn't it? To feel good all the time, to feel loved all the time. Would you know what? Life isn't like that. And some days we're on our own. And it feels like we're on our own. And our heart is old and dusty and worn out at the knees. And we just want an arm around us. That day, on that path, it feels hard. And the easiest thing would be to step over and just get in touch with someone you know would make you feel a bit better about yourself. But Jesus says, I am all you need. God says, I have given you everything you need for holy living. Now stay the path. You stay on the path. Are you with me? It's encouraging, isn't it? It is. It is. It is is encouraging, Andrea. It is. It is. It is. Keep telling yourself. Because now we're going to look at how do we stay on the path. You ready? People honestly are like that. I don't know if I'm ready. I have no idea. What are you saying? Right. This is how do you stay on the path? How do you stay on the path? It's my thing. I'll need that later. To stay on the path, I would say, look down. Why? Because your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Look down. Look at your feet. Get your Bibles out and read and read and read and read and read and find out about the God you say you love. Find out what he says about stuff. Find out what he says about you. Find out what he says about himself Oh my gosh, the things he says about himself, the mysteries, the mercy, the marvels of what God says in his word. And it's there for the taking. And he says, you know, when it gets hard, you get that out and you put it here and you read it because my word is a light unto your path. So if you want to know how to negotiate your path, read your Bibles. Now listen, I am going to be a bit firm here. I know. Looking at memes on the internet is not reading your Bible. I know, I know. There are people's hearts like that. What? <sighs> but, the, but Andrea, the You Bible just gives me a verse a day with a pretty picture on it. Surely that's reading the Bible. That's lovely. It's lovely and a help and a guide and enlightens and ignites. But it's not reading the Bible. Okay. It is not finding out what God says. It is not waiting on God in his word. You want to stay on your path? It's gone. It's gone. That's fine. Right? If you want to stay on your path, get to know what God says about your path. You see. Now, hang on. Hang on. Oh, look at that. Right? Do you know when you're in the middle, have you ever been trapped in a dark place? I mean, really dark. You now, sometimes I go up my back garden, just put the bins out. Do you think I don't know where I am? I don't know where I am. Where's the bar- And you know, you look like at that with your torch. Because that helps. But if you put it down and just angle it, you can see where you're going, can't you? Because the most important thing in the dark is knowing where your feet are going next. Isn't it? We've all stood in stuff. Come on, people. We've all been that person. We think, I don't know what that was. And I don't want to know what that was. So you point your light to see where your feet are going so that you can see the snares that might come up. You can anticipate and preempt where your trouble might come from. You've got problems being lonely. I tell you what, you can pretty much guess where your temptation is going to come from. Can't you? You've got problems with substances. You know where your obstacles and troubles are going to come from. You, you know, you've got issues with anger. Avoid your triggers. You know where those things are going to come from. And the word of God encourages you and helps you to say, I know where you're vulnerable, but look how strong I am. That's what God says. I know your vulnerabilities, but look how strong I am. Now, use my word, light your path, and I can guide you along it. You see, when we're focused on the bit we're walking on with Jesus, all the distractions around us might still be there, but they become invisible. Yes? Yes? Toxic relationships will still be there, but we can cut them off. Yes? You know what? Situations that make us angry might still be there, but we can cut them off. People who wind us up and get on our very last nerve (laughs) might still be there. Probably will be but we can cut them off, not in a cruel way, but in a way that says, do you know what, my world is so big, my feet are so secure, my heart is so ready for God, I can actually love you in the place I am right now and keep on walking, yes? So this is not a defeat, you are on the winning side. You see, the next point I want us to know is, in order to stay on your path, you have to embrace what Nehemiah said, which is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I don't mean you just walk around with a grin on going, I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy about everything right now. Nothing gets to me because I'm so happy right now. Listen, the joy of the Lord is an innate quality given by the most high God himself it is strength in your bones it is strength in the marrow of your bones to overcome so that you need not feel dejected or despairing about where you are because God is with you and when he's with me there's nothing else I want so my joy is only found in him There are quick fixes along the way that will make me feel better. That's all they are, though, is quick fixes. Because the joy of the Lord is immovable and will not be moved. You see, you get that into the core of your being, the essence of who you are. And that's when God says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because I'm with you. That's what the Bible tells us. Surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. How? Because he's in you. He's in you. And he's not going anywhere. So we tap into that bit that says, Do "You know, even though this bit is horrible and difficult, and I don't know if I will survive it, you tell me not to despair or be dejected, to, to, but to find my strength in your joy." Do you understand? And joy isn't just some trippy happiness that we can toss out glibly to people. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, we we we, we, we trot out scriptures like they're fairy tales to people instead of believing them ourselves to say this is power in your life i'm giving you this is gold this is manna i'm giving you right now this is a glass of water on a, in a desert that i'm giving you right now do not stray from the path jesus loves you he is for you he is guiding you how because through him the holy spirit is now in me and that means that the joy of the lord is my strength do you see why we need to read our Bibles to know that stuff? A Facebook meme will never tell you that stuff. Fe- you, you, it's, you have to dig deep for your belief. Do you understand me? You need to have dirty knees and dirty fingernails to find out what God wants for you. And do you know what he wants for you? Himself. He wants himself for you. He wants him to be everything to you. Are you with me? Isn't this amazing? Maybe more amazing to me than to others. Look, what I want you to understand is that this is a journey. I know the J word. It's all a bit X factor now, the J word, isn't it? You know, but it is the journey and we walk it together, but I can't walk it for you. What I can do is be an absolute top-notch supporter to you on your journey. And that's what I'm called to do, but not just for you who are in the church, for everyone who's out there as well. Yes, that's what we're called to do. You see, it was never just to be kept for us. We're supposed to share it with others. So my love is spread abroad. My joy is spread abroad. My faith is spread abroad for me. Yes, it benefits me, but for others, for whom? The glory of the Most High God through Jesus Christ. Do you see? That's why he's given it to you. Not to be marvellous on a Sunday morning, although I am. Right? Not just to be marvellous on a Sunday morning, to be marvellous. This is the Lord's work, and it is marvellous in our eyes. Don't you love that when people see you, they will say, what's different about them? What's different about them? Why do they deal with things differently? Why do they love differently? Why does love look different on them than it does on me? And that is not a challenge. And that is not a comparison. And it isn't an opportunity for us to go, oh, well, I'm all resentful and angry and envious now. It's an opportunity to go to someone and say, teach me how to do that. And I say, come with me on this path because this is Jesus. That's how we share. Yes, where we're not going, well, yes, you're right, I am marvellous. And um, you can borrow my notes if you want, but uh, I still love you. You know, it's about saying, you know what, my prayer for our young people in this church is that they rise up and are better than every single one of us. That they rise up and are better than every single one of us. That they grasp hold of the destiny that Jesus Christ has for each and every one of you. And you guys back there, look at them all being all cool at the back. right. Jesus has a calling and a destiny placed upon your lives that only you can reach in this world, and I can't do it. But each and every one of you, I want to see you rise up to be even greater than anybody else in this church. Why? Not because you can be great, but because God has called you to help other people. Do you understand that the call on your life is huge and it doesn't play anybody to play small and dumb down the gospel of Jesus Christ? Don't make it a diet gospel. Don't dumb down what Jesus has done for you. Don't minimise or restrict the love that God has for you, for other people. Embrace it. Enlarge it. Walk it out. You watch your world around you change when you realise who you are in Christ Jesus. Yes? It's exciting, isn't it? I've got a poem. I know. I know. I'm given to flights of fancy like this. This poem isn't just one I found. We were in Iceland recently, and there's a church there. It's huge, this church. It's like something out of Lord of the Rings. You can see why they filmed a lot of it there on Game of Thrones. It's huge, and it looms like a structure. But inside, there's a poem that's been written by um, a very famous Icelandic person. I'd never heard of him, but very famous Icelandic person. But a Christian Icelandic person, and they've translated it into many languages. And you know what? I love it. And you're going to hear it now. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm glad you think it's okay because you're going to hear it now. Okay? It's called Light a Candle and it's from the church in Halmgrimsjörntja. There are lots of H's, L's and J's and K's in that word, none of which you hear an Icelandic person say when they say the words. You go, I'll just find it. So here we go. Do not let darkness prevent you from seeking the light. And when you have found it, Let other people see, rethink and be convinced. If you want the light to live, then give rise to the same yearning in other people. Light the light of frankness in the darkness of fear. Light the light of justice in the darkness of corruption. Light the light of faith in the darkness of denial. Light the light of hope in the darkness of despair. Light the light of love in the darkness of death. Light the light. Amen. You see, when we stay on the path, we light the light, church. You are the light. Have you ever been anywhere in the dark and all of a sudden you see the lights twinkling on, on roads, in villages. And you think, there they are. That's where the people are. That's what I'll go towards. You are the light. You are the light through Jesus Christ, who is the light. And I urge you, going into 2019, stick to the path that Christ has called you to so that others will see and believe and will follow too. I pray you have a fantastic year. Let's do it together in Jesus name. Amen. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269596000.